Tandem Namaz episode 232. Using pronouns are a, a powerful and frequent nod to our identity. And for non-binary people who want to be part of allyship, using them is a fantastic way to help decrease suicide, anxiety and depression in non-binary people. Hello, Nomad Nation. Welcome to Tandem Nomads, the podcast show and entrepreneurship platform where you can find great inspiration and tips to grow a successful, portable business and thrive in your global nomadic life. This is your host, Emel Deregi. I'm a business and marketing coach and the founder of Tandem Nomads. So if you're new to the world of Tandem Nomads, I want to share with you the importance that it is for me to, first of all, Attract the people who want to make an impact in this world. But also, inclusion is a big value inside my world, and I've been trying to work in it as an entrepreneur for a long time and keep improving in that way. It is really important for me to share the message beyond just all about growing your business. I truly believe that it is important that we all play a role as entrepreneurs and especially as solo entrepreneurs in making a difference in our world to also welcome people from all different spectrums of this world. So in order to talk about that, I brought to you a great friend that has been so helpful in my journey, and I'll tell you why in a bit. So Kath, are you ready for this ride? I think so. Oh, thank <laughs> Bring you it so, on. Bring it thank on. you so much for being here. I'm not sure if I was ready for this ride. So this is why <laughs> I was like, well, this is a very sensitive topic to me because I'm still learning about this. So let me give you a little bit of a backup, Nomad Nation, uh, about why I'm making this episode. So a few weeks ago, I have had somebody from the Tandem Nomads community post a great post about the importance to use she or he or they as a pronoun in our bios, in our social media profiles, etc., to be able to support people from different genders and gender expansive. So we'll talk about what that does that mean. And for a long time, I have been hesitating to do it and overthinking about that. And thanks to my friend, Kath, I have been able to actually know exactly what I wanted to do about this. I truly believe that as a solo entrepreneur, we can make a difference, not just through our businesses, but how we show up in our business and the way we communicate to be able to welcome people from different borders of this world. So, Kath, I want to actually start introducing this topic, and I still struggle to actually talk about this topic in the right vocabulary in the world. Mm -hmm. But basically, the premise of all of this episode is should we or should we not use the pronouns in our bio when we're a sole entrepreneur, let's say in our LinkedIn profile. So could you explain what does this come, where does thing of putting your pronoun in front of your name come from? Well, it's all about uh, being an ally to people who identify as non-binary uh, or queer or transgendered. And personally, I actually don't know where it originated from, uh, but I know that it's something that is incredibly important to uh, non-binary people. So people who identify as gender neutral, gender queer, uh, transgendered, all kinds of different um, people within that, that spectrum of what it means to be gender expansive. And if you're asking why, whether you should or should not, <laughs> I would always say yes, because it allows people to feel safe and comfortable and removes barriers which a lot of non-binary people face every day in a way that uh, heterosexual and 
uh, cisgendered, which is people who are living the 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 gender that which they were assigned at, at birth and the, the biological sex that they were born with. Um, it it the, it's just such a massive thing for non-binary people and such a small thing for uh, binary people to do. Okay, so this is a big, <laughs> important topic. And uh, first of all, Nomad Nation, I want to take a few seconds. I've introduced the topic now, but I want to introduce you to Kath and why Kath is here. <laughs> so first of all, <laughs> Kath is a great friend of mine on top of having also been on Tandem Nomad's podcast, sharing her journey as an artist. Uh, I highly recommend you to check that episode um, in the show notes of this episode, but also Kath Brew illustrates and educates about marginalized experiences for positive change with a focus on identity, belonging, and expat life. She also hosts Talk Back Tuesday, a weekly Instagram and Facebook Live where she answers questions about LGBTQ. So before we go into this topic, Kath, uh, first of all, I'm going to use the expression of Jerry Jones that you had the great experience of speaking on stage with that he talked about the umbrella right so yeah, the mercy like having umbrella. the mercy umbrella i'm gonna open and ask you to open the mercy umbrella <laughs> because i still don't know everything about this topic and i'm pretty sure that those who are listening to um to this episode might still not be it's all new for a lot of people this conversation especially if you've never been introduced to even the fact that there are different pronouns uh so i'm gonna ask you if it's okay to open the mercy umbrella for me first and for yes, everybody who's listening <laughs> in case i just say something that is not appropriate because there's mm. so much things to learn but yeah. like i said when i've been discovering this whole idea of declaring my gender on my profile, I was like, why is this, what is, what is this thing? Right. And it started a year ago when mm. the whole Black Lives Matter movement started, I started getting educated on inclusion. And then I discovered this whole new world. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, but I've been hesitating for a year to actually take action on it. Although I believe in the importance of inclusion, I did not know if I should take action and do it because I felt like I did not know enough about it. Mm. I did not uh, study it enough. I did not um, talk to enough people to be able to take that action. Mm. And I remember that I reached out to you and asking you, okay, should I do it or not? So could you tell me, could you share here with us what was your answer and where it came from? Uh, my answer was that was very much that you should and to not worry about I think you also you referred to it being multi-layered and want and kind of complex and wanting to get it right, mm -hmm. and I really understand that from a uh, a binary perspective in in that I'm like that with race issues or with other issues that I want to show respect and do the right thing. Um, but what I would say is that binary straight people um, have that privilege to actually think about it. For non-binary people, when you're identified every day as the person that you're not, that has a massive toll um, from a mental health point of view and an emotional point of view. And I happened to be sitting uh, in a pub with my wife and <laughs> my wife said, um, just tell her to stop worrying about it and just do it. <laughs> What's right. her response? <laughs> right. Um, because it's complex for us, but it's not, well, actually I'm not non-binary, but it, it's complex for non-binary people. It's not so complex for straight people. Um, 
and it makes such a difference uh, to non-binary people to be seen for who they are. So let's explain what does that mean to be non-binary. Okay, so as a society, we live in a what we call a heteronormative society, which is that the majority of people are heterosexual and they identify with male or female. And that's what we call the binary. Um, but that is uh, needs to also be explained because there are a huge number of other people under the who live within this heteronormative society on, on the margins. And so within that we have then people who identify their uh, their gender as different to male or female where they will internally they feel that they are a different gender and that gender can be either gender neutral where you're um, just you you're not you don't particularly align to, to either uh, it can be that uh, you then have a different biological sex so you can be intersex um, and have um, uh, your when you're born, we're all assigned a uh, gender. A, yeah, a gender, and well, and a, we're assigned a sex which assumes a gender. Mm. So, when a baby is born, the doctor looks looks down, sees genitals, and said, "Right, you've got a boy." Mm -hmm. That is purely an external visibility of what they can see with with a someone's genitals but actually internally there could be different things going on and so you actually may end up with someone who's intersex so that doesn't fit the binary of male and female um and so there's so within that that there's these huge variations of um you will have noticed in recent years there's been discussions around uh sport with uh transgendered people and there's women who are born as cis women which is women uh, who you're living as the same gender and, and biological sex that you were you were born as, um, but then they're considered to be um, have been ruled by the Olympics that they're not women because their testosterone is higher and they have a condition where it releases more testosterone. None of that is apparent to anybody until there's tests done. So externally, people present one way, but internally medically there can be like physiologically there can be a very different scenario to then also how someone actually feels about themselves hmm. um, and what I would say to people who identify as as the binary so identify as a man a woman or uh, heterosexual what I would say is often people say I don't get it like there is only two genders I don't get how the, all of this other stuff exists and what I would say is if you've never had to confront yourself in that way you will never understand what it's like to actually discover that you're in the wrong body mm. or to not fit that binary so you do the things socially that might fit that you would define as a woman what is what is womanhood to you is it having long hair having nails we or like painted up nails but we know now that that's not the case there's lots of people do those kind of things um and it's just that these kinds of people have always existed, but society changes and the influence of uh, uh, Christianity as well has made huge changes in terms of how people are socially able to express themselves in terms of what changes socially in terms of whether people 
are accepted or not. People will often say, oh, this is new. It's not. It's been there for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. It's mm-hmm. just whether people are able to talk about it or not and actually yeah. be able to live who they need to be. Right. And it's, I think that's really important to highlight the fact that those who are not, who are just starting to hear about this and including me when I started, it's like, oh, another mm. trend, another thing. Mm. But it's not a trend. It's just that we'll, we are slowly speaking up and being a bit more heard than before. Mm fortunately and hopefully even more as we move forward but it's nothing new it's something that always existed yeah it has and if you look at other cultures like the in native americans there's two spirit people you've got in india sorry i've forgotten the name of the people that i can i'm gonna have to let you know Mm -hmm. um but there's a whole group of people in india who dress as women are considered to be to perform the role of women even though they were born as as officially as men um so it's it's been around for a very, very long time. And there's a, you look back at a lot of kind of ancient te- texts and it's in there as well. It's just that it's just there's a, a space for it now in a way that there might not have been been once. Yeah, so I think this topic we could like not only make a whole episode about explaining it, but a whole tea, more than just an episode. I think it, mm. it 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 requires effort and not effort, like intention, intention mm. to understand and get to understand that. But that was the whole point that you're telling me. You don't need to get it all to start doing something about it. Mm. Which, in this case, as a solo entrepreneur, showing your pronouns. Uh, on your profile so that people from a diff from who identify differently than men or women could feel comfortable coming out and just asking to be called the way they want to be called am I right here yeah absolutely and if if you're sitting there as an entrepreneur thinking well so what how does this relate to me it means the difference potentially between you getting work and also you not getting work so as a although I'm not non-binary, I am a lesbian and I'm very aware of it. If we're looking at kind of like multinational level companies, the companies that support LGBTQ plus people. Um, If there's cafes that have got a rainbow flag above the door, I'm going to go into that cafe because I know firstly that I want to give my money to someone who's supportive. I know that it's a safe space. um, And I know that it's a place that, that I can just be me and that that other people won't have a problem with me. So from a business point of view, you're more likely to attract people who see that if if you're someone who's has that level of inclusion, if someone has a different pronoun, they're more likely to want to come to you. Um, but also in the UK, I'm not sure about other parts of the world, um, in 2019, they talked about the pink pound, which is basically the purchasing power of the LGBTQ plus community as being the value of six billion pounds in the UK. Now, that's an awful lot of money to not want to be part of. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's one, people might not realise that uh, it's, it's little things like terminology is like using the word all women rather than just women. It's, it's, it's using words that actually allow people to be seen within your business and know that when they talk to you or they approach you, they're not going to have any worry in actually having a conversation with you or getting your services. Like if you're a coach, uh, if you've got transphobic or kind of biphobic, homophobic attitudes, 
I'm not going to want to come to you. So if you can do anything you can on your website or on your promotional material to show that you're available to all people and you want to be supportive, a really good way is putting your pronouns there and actually showing that you you get at least one of the issues that people are dealing with. Yeah. I might need to back up a little bit just in case I was not clear until now, but it is important to maybe uh, explain what does that mean like practically to put your pronouns in front of your name. Can you mm. describe that, how it looks like? Yeah. Um, LinkedIn actually has a, a, mm -hmm. a space where now you can put it in, but it's basically just putting your name. So my name's Kath, Kath Brew. I would put Kath Brew and then I would put she slash her. Um, if I was a man, I'd put like he slash him. Um, and for people who are non-binary, they would put they or their um, right. or theirs. Right. So LinkedIn allows that as well. And Instagram now allows that as well. So this mm. is fantastic. Hopefully Facebook will get to that as well. Yeah. So but what you are can, the, yep. sorry, can I just say, even if they don't mm -hmm. make it natural, right. you can do it anyway. So you, the, the viewers, the listeners won't be able to see, but on my um, my screen now on Zoom, it has Kath Brew and then in brackets, mm -hmm. she slash her, which I've just put as my name. So you you don't don't wait for a system to make it happen. You can put it as part of your name. Love that. Yeah, too. And in the what are the other places where you can also suggest to put it? Uh, you could put it on the end of your emails, uh, on the end of your newsletters, like anywhere that you sign your name. Um, just put it. Yeah, <laughs> show exactly. who you are because it's actually it's not actually if you're a binary person it, it's not actually for you it's for other people um and as the dominant group if people are telling you that this is what makes a difference for them it's such a small thing to do to so so also that that uh so that non-binary people aren't always other they're not always having to be different and do something so if every spectrum of the like the gender spectrum if everybody's putting up pronouns then it just normalizes everybody everybody's doing it so it's not oh they're the they're the kind of person that's different because they're putting up their pronouns so you answered my the question i wanted to ask you but i just want to like really like insist on it because i know that's the first um argument that i heard that mm -hmm. or resistance that i heard is like why don't gender fluid people simply put their instead mm. of all of us having to put he and she. So mm. I know you explained it a little bit, but do you want to reiterate or add something to that? Yeah, what I would add is that obviously it it is still personal choice, but as someone who's married to someone who considers themselves gender neutral and have a lot of friends in this, this uh, community who are, what I would say is when you're non-binary, you're every part of your life you're constantly educating people about who you are to try and not not because you're needing to just tell people it's like gossip or whatever it's about being able to be comfortable with how people address you and and, and treat you so have that coupled then with the invisibility that goes with being on the margins and worrying about how you might get a reaction from someone if you tell them who you really are um all of that stuff is incredibly exhausting for somebody and so if you are someone who is not not uh if you are someone who is in the binary then actually a lot of that stuff that someone is dealing with just doesn't 
it's just taken down a notch. It's just, you know, that, that it's a much safer space to talk to someone. It can help reduce anxiety. It can help reduce depression. Um, It just helps people give more of themselves. You know, when you're like yourself nothing to do with gender, you know, if you're stressed, you know, you're not performing as well. You know that you're not showing up as well as you'd want to. And you can see the difference in someone physically and in their face when they're not stressed. So if if that's on a short term basis as a binary person for just something going on in your life, imagine if that was your every day, all day, every day, and there's no let up Mm. because you're constantly educating, you're constantly trying to fight to be seen. And then it's massive. And a lot of people will say, but but why why do you need to why do I need to know if you're trans or you're queer or whatever a queer or gender neutral and the point is that often it's not about us making a big proclamation it's about someone getting it wrong and you having an internal conversation about whether you need to correct them do I correct them if I do are they going to react badly is this going to affect my work if if they do react badly and so well I won't say anything okay but but then if I don't say something, I'm lying. Am I lying to myself? This is a conversation that goes on in someone's head. All of so like much energy. two, three seconds at most. And if one of those things can be taken away, your if you're an employee, your employees or your clients, all of your people will just show up so much mm. differently, so much more differently. And if you're a coach, you know that you're going to be helping someone an enormous amount more because they can be themselves and you can really get to the nub of their issues and what you're trying to talk about. Right. And I hope that at some point we live in a world where this wouldn't be necessary, but at this point it is necessary to create awareness as well. What I found, and I want to make a shout out to Petra who posted this in our group, Tandem Nomads Facebook group, like, cause that was like the trigger. I've been thinking about that the whole, the whole past months. Okay. I should, just sit down and look at this and do it or not. And then thanks to that post and talking to you, I just decided to do it. Mm. But, um, but ultimately I, I wish we didn't have to do it, but for now we need to do it so that we create awareness and that conversation to mm. be completely open with, with you is that I decided that day, okay, I need to do it. I'm going to put my pronouns in front of my name, but I wanted to talk to my husband and say, Hey, listen, I'm going to do this. This is a big deal for me. I did not want to just do it out of a trend thing. Mm-hmm. This was important for me that I just don't do it without intention. So I was like, honey, this is what I'm good doing. doing. And he, he gave me permission to share our conversation. He was like, what the heck is this? Like, literally, he was like, I don't get it. What are you talking about? Right. So it actually creates awareness and opportunities to have a conversation about the fact that there are people in this world who don't identify as women and man or men mm. and need to be recognized, need to be seen so that mm. they can have a better quality of life. And, and, and sometimes even it's a better livelihood. Mm, absolutely. And if you think about it in a work setting, if you're running a, um... I don't know, like an online course or a group coaching, Mm -hmm. if they're all in your eyes, women, even though there might be some that identify as different, but they haven't actually told you if, if, if everyone is just, they're like, well, come on, ladies, let's do this. Or Mm. um, the men stand over there. The women stand over there for the person who doesn't identify that way. It's, it's physically painful. It it Mm. is. So if, if you're a binary person, imagine going out 
in your day to day and every single time someone refers to you they refer to you as the gender that you're not or your name's John and they call you Josephine all day long and and that by the end of the day starts to feel really 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 uncomfortable so it's a minor thing for someone to just the, for the majority to, to make an allowance for someone that, 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 that there might be someone else in existence. I want to bring up a, a conversation that we had, my husband and I, who was like, well, I'm supportive of people who are gender fluid, but what if I just don't want to do it? It doesn't mean that I'm a bad person. <laughs> well, that's Literally asked me that. <laughs> and what did you say? I said, it's, well, it's for me, it's like any other cause. It's like mm. you decide to support a cause or not. Like, mm. and that's basically you have to decide your priorities. For me, it's yeah. a priority to support this cause. Mm. And I'm doing to help bring awareness on this topic. And this is why we're doing this episode as well. Yeah, I mean, he can he can absolutely not do it if he wants to. But he also needs to have the understanding that in his communications with people, people might not um, be as open to him as they would be with someone else, knowing that you're at least aware of the issues. Mm. So I know that he is very supportive because I see him put up his picture of his rainbow socks every year. <laughs> and Pride every single year. <laughs> and I love it. And I love him for it. And, and I know that he is supportive. Um, but you are always on the slight back foot wondering whether to be open and to just be yourself. Right. So not doing it is just removing an opportunity for somebody you might really want to support who won't feel free to yeah, do so. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So I want to talk about things that are not easy to say, but I want to say them because I think that these are thoughts and beliefs that might come up for very normal people. And it doesn't mean that because we think that, that, that we're bad people or we're like, you know, it's one thing to, um, to be a hundred percent against this movement because we don't want to have like fluidity in gender mm -hmm. versus, oh, I don't get it or I'm not yet there. Right. Mm -hmm. But there are some arguments and I've been trying to list some of them that I've heard about <clears throat> um, resistance, about putting the pronoun in. One of them is, and now what? Am I going to now have to say everything about me and say heterosexual? What if I don't want? What What else are we going to add to that? So mm. I don't know what. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like endless. Yeah. Like okay, we're going to start with that, and where is it going to go? Yeah, yeah. And and that on one level, I would say that's fine, but to me, that actually says more about your lacking than than anyone else's. That shows that you're not fully evolved as a person because these things are a threat. So if you're completely comfortable in yourself, none of these things should be a threat to you. And I, I know that's say, quite... Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a threat. It's like more like... Oh, I'm not in the head of... of I mm. should have asked the person, actually. But I didn't feel like it was a threat. Mm. I felt so, more like, oh, another thing to take care of, another <laughs> thing to be mindful about. Oh, my God. Right? Do you see what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But that's also from a position of privilege right. where you have a choice. And mm. this is what privilege is about, isn't it? That you you have a choice to whether every time someone says something that's discriminatory, you have a choice whether to pick it up because it doesn't affect you. Mm -hmm. When it does affect you, you don't have that choice because you have to live with yourself. And if you don't do it, you start to go downwards. I love that. This is that's, such 
you that's how profound you've it got, is. You've got the privilege to actually say that. I love that. This is so powerful. Mm. Well, there's one more thing for me. My answer was like, let's not confuse sexuality with gender and mm -hmm. how we identify in yeah. terms of so this is another thing we don't want as heterosexual to tell to everybody we're heterosexual but that's yeah. a different thing than saying i'm a she because a she is not necessarily heterosexual no no exactly so, and and people will often think people don't often understand that that gender and your sex your sexuality are two different things and people will often assume that because someone's trans transgender, then they will be gay and they're not. There's just as much spectrum in within the genders as there are within uh, sexualities. Um, so it's what I would say is with you saying you don't want to have to be saying that you're heterosexual is, again, it's privileged. You don't have to because the world assumes you are. And everything in society is geared towards heterosexuality. So it's increasingly it is changing and there's becoming uh, more and more things out there. But most uh, songs that you hear that are released are about straight couples. If you talk about partners, people will often instantly then use the opposite sex word for your partner. It's things like you buy a kind of normal should I don't hate using that word I've got inverted commas and I'm saying normal but um mm -hmm. a, a, a just a, a generic kind of women's magazine it so often will present the perfect wholesome couple as a straight couple if there's a gay storyline on tv there's complaints uh to the to the um standards people that, that manage these things the whole world is geared to straightness and a perfect mm -hmm. example is where i live everyone knows that we're a, a same-sex couple we don't have any issues really but at the same time we don't often hold hands when we're walking down the street because when we do people look at you mm. they don't look at a straight couple so you don't do it because you just want to blend in and you don't want to draw attention to yourself and I, in my head, think that actually that's okay and I'm comfortable with that and that's fine and everything's fine. However, this last weekend, uh, it was my birthday and, and my wife said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go to an exhibition that a friend was having in Brighton. And in the UK, Brighton is one of the, the key big, big um, gay and lesbian areas or LGBTQ areas to live. We parked the car and came out of the, the car park and walked down the street holding hands and not a single person looked at us. I could feel my body physically draining, relaxing into mm. just being able to be me and not stand out from the crowd. I think it's so important that you tell this story. So um, that's, yeah, it's physical. I've got chills. Mm. <laughs> I've got goosebumps hearing you that. And I never mm. think about it when I walk on the street and hold my husband's hand. I never think mm. of, should I do it? I actually did have to think. I experienced having to do that, by the way, when mm. I lived in Iran. Yeah. Um, and so I actually can. Yeah. I can identify with that feeling. Mm. And it is at, at some point, even the police came to us and told mm. us to stop holding hands. Yeah. yeah. And that was like something so innocent and so... Mm. Uh, that should be like so normal 
mm, right? Becomes exactly. already a source of stress, yeah. a source yeah. of problem and not. So, yeah, so I totally get it. Yeah. Um, although I'd never had to live with it. It's not like mm. it was my normal life. It was an yeah. exception for homosexual couples. It's mm. an everyday thing. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's, if you also think about it, it the complications that that can then have in your relationship, because one of you might not care if people look at you and the other one does, and they're not holding your hand. And you may then wonder why they're not holding my hand. Are they embarrassed by me? Do they do they really love me is why aren't they showing me affection there's all this internal dialogue that happens so most you have to have an understanding between you about how you will express affection to each other in public and whether you do at all right and those natural things that you want to do and it, it's a massive impact for uh families or an expat couples who are same-sex couples who will move to another country is knowing whether that country what their laws and what the local culture is because some people will say oh well if you're uh, a trans person or you're a gay person or whatever it doesn't matter you can just you just don't show affection in the street and I can get why people say that but it's all the mannerisms and the everyday tiny little things that you do that you don't even realize you're doing mm -hmm. when you're with someone so it could be adjusting the coat the the collar on their coat it could be ordering their drink for them because you know what they drink it could be couples may sometimes sit on the same side of a table not two opposite sides of the like the opposite sides there's there's subtle little things all the time that when you're out and about you can tell who couples are and that is natural that is just the mm. stuff that comes out and to try and stop that imagine the effort that goes into that if you're being asked to go to live in a country that uh you're illegal or you could be killed for oh, who you oh are. this is oh my god you know i could okay this is another big topic that i'm really passionate about and yeah, um unfortunately we don't have the enough no time it's not really to today's subject but. yeah it's not and actually it's interesting because i i started this whole question of you know it's it's two different things to talk about gender and your pronouns and talk about sexuality and ultimately Although it is the different thing, but it is the same issue. It is the mm. same issue of trying to build a more inclusive world where if you are different, um, thanks to you, Kath, and I hope a lot of listeners here have experienced being with people who are different to know these mm. stories because this is real life, everyday life, sources of stress, and for some people more than that, depression mm. and suicide. Mm. So we're not talking about futile things. This is really important. It can save lives. Mm. Absolutely. I think this is really important. We're not just talking of a, of a fun trend to go with. And this is why mm. for me, it was important to not just do it just because I knew it was a good thing to do, but I mm. wanted to do it intentionally because yeah. I knew that this would matter. Like if yeah. I do it, it's for it to matter. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. So one of the things I, I'm interested in is, okay, great. I'm going to put my pronoun. So what next, right? What do I do with that? Let's say by chance, suddenly I do meet with a they. All right. Mm -hmm. So first of all, let's say we don't have the identification of they. How can I, we help people if they need to ask to be called the way they want to be called? And second, once we are identified, what should we, um, is there anything that we should know about what we could do then? What can we do more than that? Well, I would suggest that if you're uh, any kind of entrepreneur, with, if you, I mean, if you're a coach, you're going to be obviously working with someone fairly closely, or even if someone, a client is signing up to your 
services and it's an ongoing relationship, you're going to need to know how to address them. Mm-hmm. And so many forms will just have Mr. or Mrs. Now they will often have um, other, I'll say other gender or sometimes it says prefer not to say. So the the what I would suggest is the forms and the your administration kind of interaction with people is just ask them what is their pronoun and how would they like to be um how would they like to be addressed yeah one of the things I would say is definitely not to ask is uh transgendered people are sometimes asked um what is your preferred pronoun and actually that is wrong because it doesn't it it's not seeing them as who they are and who they are telling you that they are you're still referring to the the um the gender, the, the the sex of the person that they were born as. You're not actually seeing them in front of you. So if you actually just say to someone, what is your pronoun? Uh-huh. Because if you say preferred, it it's it, there's a there's a, oh. a discomfort. As if it are was you, like a luxury, you, right? It is, it's it's it like is. a luxury. It, I prefer this. It's not that I prefer, I am. Exactly. And it and it comes to the the argument that often that people have people talk about a problem with self-identifying and actually a trans person no more self-identifies with their gender than a straight person does it just is it is who you are so if you put what is your preferred pronoun it actually could be quite offensive Mm. so it's best just to say to someone what is your pronoun how would you like me to address you i Um, love that this is a very important tip yeah really simple and even if you know 100% that well, you think you know that someone um, is a binary gender, still ask it because it gets you into the habit of asking it and it gets you into it being normal so that everybody starts to acknowledge that there might be another option. Love that, actually. And it, on top of just putting it, because it feels almost passive and this is why I was resistant yeah. as well, to just type it because it didn't yeah. feel heavy for me to do it. It's easy. Yeah. It's so yeah, easy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but it's another thing to take the action of from now on to say every single time, what mm. pronoun would you like mm. me to use? Absolutely. To and it puts the emphasis on you taking the lead, not the other person having to educate you all the time. Mm. It's like it's not me saying, uh, or, or my wife saying, um, I would like you to call me they. You asking the question means that they're not having to educate you all the time. You're, it just it shifts the balance and empowers the other person to, to know that they've been seen or the potential to be seen. Ultimately, what I'm hoping for, honestly, even personally, I'm hoping that people would ask me, why are you putting your pronouns? Mm. Because I, the one of my reasons is to spread awareness into the more people are aware about this and it's not just a thing. There mm-hmm. is real like reasons behind doing mm. that. How would you recommend to answer that question? Why are you doing that? Um, I would just say because I want to be an ally to gender expensive people. I want to make the, the world a safer place for people. So the term would be gender expensive people? I would, yeah, I would say gender expensive or you could say non-binary people or or even just say that you want to support all people. I mean, it, it can be as simple as that because then you might get into terminology that you don't understand, which is a big thing. People are always um, not quite sure what words to use and what not to use. Right. Um, and just say it, it's to show my support and to provide a safe environment for the people that I work with. 
Uh, Kath, we will share some links in the show notes of this mm. episode to be able for those of you who are listening and who want to learn more about uh, all these terminologies and um, and anything related to that. We'll add any resources there that are re- that are useful mm-hmm. if you're interested. Um, I also want to have one more question about practicality of the pronoun they. On a grammatic perspective, <laughs> let's say I do want from now on to make sure that if a person is a they, how do you talk to a person who is a they? Or actually, how do you about a person who's a they? Would you, how do you do that? You use their name. Mm-hmm. You just use their name. We've all got a name. It, a perfect, actually, it's a really good time to, to say this. My wife has always been a she to me. In more recent years, because of her own personal exploration, she talks about herself being gender neutral. And if someone asks her now, she would say they. See, I'm still saying she because that's, and I said to her, would you, are you okay with me still calling you she or would you like me to be they? And she said, no, I don't mind. She, it's fine. And we've, it's always been that way. But what I will do to reduce the way, the number of times I use she, if I'm talking to someone, I will actually just say my wife, Angie, and I say, Angie does this, Angie does that. I use her name, use the name. Right. It's yeah. a, it, it's, it's a profound, it's a profound thing. It's, it's, it's who we are. It's a, it's, right. it's a really significant thing. And it's equally, it's also therefore really, really important that when someone has uh, transitioned and, and they are now living as, as someone as the opposite um gender that and sex that um that we don't there's a term that we use called dead naming where you continue to use the person's uh previous name or their birth name and it is incredibly offensive and uncomfortable for people so if if a non-binary person comes to you and says my name is now this then that's what you call them right that's important Yeah. yeah really really important I'm really curious. We can't talk about this because of sakes of time, but um, I hope that this conversation will come to other languages and I can already mm. see some challenges in terms mm. of grammar or in English, it's very easy to do that. And yeah. I think we're going to have to be creative in other languages to figure this out. I, If there's any Arab speaking people listening, I want to share it with you that, well, I haven't studied what's the conversation in the Arab world, but interestingly, the Arabic language is the only language that I know that has a pronoun that's a neutral, like a, mm. a two for two people, not mm. plural, but for two mm. people. So I always wondered if deep inside there was not something related to that mm. because mm. we never use that pronoun of two no. people. No, no. <laughs> Interesting. I did see um, several months ago somebody who uh, created a whole lot of new words in their language it was a it was very much a language that had the kind of male and female sides um so i, I could see if i could try and find a link to that but it was particularly interesting because it does come up it, it is a, a it is something that needs to come up um, yeah languages will have to shift at some point mm. if you want to change this dramatically and make a real difference yeah. uh, we'll have unless to- sometimes too they there are occasions where language will languages will insert the english word which i'm not saying English is the be all end all, but just that they will use another word that doesn't exist in their own language to represent what that means, maybe. And Mm. I just want to share something a bit different, but 
like just like the national anthem of Austria had to be changed because it was only masculine mm. and the women the feminist movement has managed to change the anthem into he and she mm. and like oh all right now we're gonna have to add the third <laughs> pronoun <laughs> so let's see mm. if that conversation is gonna happen soon mm. but mm. this was already a big deal and until today that some people resist and refuse to use the she mm. uh she and he in the anthem yeah. so a lot of work to do ahead, but yeah. I think it can start with small baby steps, like simply putting our pronouns yes. before Absolutely. after our names. So small baby steps. So if you want to make an, a difference in imagination, I hope that this episode has helped you get a bit of awareness around this topic if you haven't had that already, and maybe reflect on whether you would like to join our movement and actually help those who need to be seen, uh, be heard and seen around this important topic that is gender inclusivity so this is really important so many names to use and indeed but like we said i think the intention is what matters it's okay to make mistakes and that's yeah. where i came from when i asked to cast to do this like i'm gonna mess up this thing but it's okay we'll do it <laughs> <laughs> and I absolutely <laughs> yeah and and it's why i do my talk back tuesday where anything can be discussed because the minute i tell someone off angrily or have a go at someone they're never going to ask again so i'm all about having these conversations and being open, being asked the questions that you really want to ask, but you don't know who to go to. So please, please all um, feel free to reach out if you need to. I'm more than happy to ask questions. Answer questions, I mean. Not per ask. Perfect segue. I was actually going to ask you, where's the best place to find you? And if you could tell us um, a bit more about what is Talk Back Tuesday. Yeah, uh, I can be found at drawntoastory.com and email address is admin at drawntoastory.com. Um, and as Amel said at the beginning, I'm it, I'm all about uh, looking at marginalised experiences for uh, positive change around identity and belonging and expat life. And part of that is Talk Back Tuesday. So it started out because I realised as a straight per as a as the I was going to say as a straight person that's so not me as a lesbian. <laughs> gosh, what happened to you? <laughs> brain fuzz um, as a lesbian I'm there were standard regular questions that I would always get asked by straight people about what it's like living as a gay person and I just thought the more I talked to people the more I realized that people wanted to ask questions and wanted to be a support but didn't know how to be and didn't felt awkward and embarrassed and didn't know how to ask a question through fear of offending someone so I started Talk Back Tuesday, which is every Tuesday at 2 p.m. on Instagram and Facebook. And it's just, if there's no questions, it's just me talking about something. We've covered subjects around religion, we've covered gender and um, biological sex. We looked at the social side of things. We looked at uh, trans men needing to have pap smears. Like, I mean, it's anything and every. It's just a huge range of, of subjects. Um, so tune in. Tuesdays I love it, Kath. I love that you do that. You make it so easy for people to just ask the questions that they don't dare to ask. And I think I think that's really important to just mm. 
be okay with making mistakes as long as it comes from a place of yeah. actually I want to learn more I want to yeah. do and just I want to understand I want to do yeah. something but I just don't get it all yeah. so and thank you Absolutely. so much for coming forward and offering to do this interview together it's been um, really helpful for me and hopefully for our listeners too yeah my pleasure so Nomad Nation I hope to hear from you don't hesitate to reach out with your feedback if you want to share your impression of this episode and hopefully it will make you think as well of how you can contribute to this world thank you so much for listening and i look forward to meeting you in the next episode stay tuned to turn your challenges into great opportunities